0: All right. Welcome in everybody. Um, it's coach V here with, uh, coach JKB. Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing great. How's everyone else doing? Awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this goes. I'm kind of watching my kids at the playground, so I'm not sure, but (laughs) we're going to try and make the most of it. Um, so we made it. We have 14 teams left. We are in the PNTT playoffs. So, uh, Congratulations to those hum- those of you who made it. Sorry, Jesse, you didn't quite make it this year.
1: Ooh, we had a chance in the last game, though. That's all you can ask for, right? Get one chance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and oh, this just in. I I guess I just am viewing it, at least. Yeah. Um, Frankfurt and Pittsburgh did fit, play their games. So... A big
1: upset to get it started. Frankfurt pulls it off.
0: Yeah, Frankfurt's got a really talented team, so I'm not too surprised just because... I mean, yeah, they're they're a great team, and, and they, the they had a little trouble mm-hmm. um, going three and three, and just barely snuck in it with the last at large bid in the uh, yeah in the uh, in the playoffs. But you know, that's all you can ask. Get in there, and then anything can happen.
1: 22, 'Cause they backed their way in. They actually lost the the six round game, eighty two to eighty one to Albuquerque. Then they turn around and win eighty two to eighty one in the playoff game. So they're finding some, some poetic
0: points wow. here. Yeah, I wonder well <laughs> Pete says it wasn't as close as the, the final score suggests, but you know, hey. All yeah. you can all you can do is play the game and you can win. So um great win for uh Great win for Frankfurt and, uh, yeah. Raymond Bowens 10 for 14, 24 points, huge game from him. And, you know, you always get the other guys stepping up and, uh, chipping in here and there. Sean Steele went off too, but he took 23 shots, uh, for his 31 points. So a little more, um, other than that, let's look at, let's look through the teams. Let's look at this eight, nine matchup a little bit. We got Albuquerque and Clearwater, um, Albuquerque won their group with a five and one um, record, uh, plus twenty six, beating uh, beating Frankfurt in the last one. In uh, Clearwater, they had a really tough schedule, um, right. but you know they go four and two, plus seven. Uh, they held their own versus most of the teams, um, other than us. Uh, played <laughs> played Waterloo pretty close, only lost by eleven beat you guys by 12. Sure.
1: Um, yeah. So what do you see in this too. matchup? It's tough, too, because the, the loser goes up against Wa- – I mean, the winner goes up against Waterloo, and that's, that's like a really tough. daunting kind of matchup to have looking the head down the road. But I, I really like Clearwater. I loved how they played against my team when they beat us. Um, I, I think we kind of called what their lineup was going to look like when we did the, the pre-TMTT the previews. Uh, Moving Mm -hmm. Jake Adams in as the point guard, and he's been outstanding coming at point guard, leading them in scoring, twenty-two points, seven-point-seven assists, and that's just in the regular season games. If you combine it and look at all six games, he's averaging twenty-three a game with seven assists. So he's lightning, he's electric. Probably a shame he didn't start last year too, but Jake Adams is leading this team. Uh, and when I look across the table at Albuquerque, they're starting a six-one freshman at point guard. That might not be enough to slow down Jake Adams. It might. It might just be his game to decide tonight.
0: Yeah, it seems like that's a pretty tough task. Albuquerque didn't have the hardest schedule, um, but they beat Blacksburg in overtime. They and they beat Scottsdale in overtime. Sure, sure. Um, they, they they're kind of like the man. You want them. You want to. Pl- you want them playing when it's a close game. Like yeah, you, you, you want to, you bet, you bet on them when it's a close game, because yeah. you know, when it when it comes down to the end, they're going to pull it off except for Reno. They didn't pull it off against Reno lost by three, but you know, impressive run for these guys and congratulations on winning your group. Um, it should be an interesting matchup. I mean, Giancarlo Henneman is going to be a tough matchup for anybody. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens in this one, but I think Clearwater's gonna uh, pull it out. Um let's look at the next one. We have the uh four thirteen man. Well that's the I Pittsburgh
1: Frank that was decided though. Frankfurt won that one. Yep, we and just they we get to talked. go
0: up against the winner
1: of Rockford Blacksburg. That's the five twelve. What do you see for that?
0: Yeah, I mean it looks like on paper it looks like a great game. I mean, Rockford's just been dominant, you know, other than their little hiccup against Harrisburg which was a little concerning cuz Harrisburg went 1 and 5. <laughs> um yeah, and
1: they've been dropping in talent, so I don't know what Harrisburg actually did right in that game, right?
0: Yeah, but they they did end up winning. So, that's all you can ask for them. Um Blacksburg's been having a little trouble here in here in this PNTT bubble, you know. Sure. (laughs) Um, They've been having a little trouble uh, and uh, lost a couple games, but you know, on paper, this looks like a great, great matchup. You know, you got the three-headed monster in Rockford, probably. I mean, definitely one of the top three most talented teams in this. In this PNTT in the league, and probably coming you know. off the
1: NTT championship too, which was yeah something you almost saw coming with those great teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, they won. They won the NTT. Now, can they actually win the PNTT? That's that's not easy for anybody to do. Um, uh, it's like you don't even even in the final four, you know, in the NTT. From time to time, you can get matchups like it's like, how did this team get that far? You know, right. But that's not the case in the PNTT, you know. We got there's – no, there's no accidents, you know, mm-hmm. that make it that far. So, um, you look at – yeah, what do you see in this matchup? Tell
1: me about it. I mean, I'd really just like – I like a guard-dominated team, which is what Rockford is. I love a senior-dominated team, which is what Rockford is. Uh, what What's cool on the other side of it is Blacksburg has, Blacksburg has the 1-1 junior class up against uh, Rockford's 1-1 senior class. So that's a little, yeah. like, sub-storyline. But I, I love seniors. I love guards. I love big scores. And Rockford's best players are all three of those things. So there's no way I can pick
0: anyone else. That's just the style of game I love to see. Yeah, um, and some of us are wondering, like, when's Black, Blacksburg going to get together? Because it's like, yeah. they got that team, you know. They were they were so solid last year, and, you know. I mean, they lost in the first round last year as a 1C, which was a little disappointing. They bring in, you know, a, one great freshman, I think, in Piero probably. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, but, you know, you bring back all your starters. And is to...
1: getting a year older. He's amazing in,
0: as a center. Yeah, but it doesn't always work like that. It's like you gotta take your chances when you get them. Um, I like Rockford in this one. Let's uh, move on to the other side. Um, well, do you wanna do you wanna keep going through this and like look at uh, what we both picked Clearwater and Rockford? So do you wanna look at Waterloo and Clearwater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can break that down. And Clearwater. Um, a second potential second round matchup. Um, Waterloo you know they bring in the freshman William Daniels their point guard and I feel like he's just really helped their offense. Um, you know Brian Hess he wasn't a natural point guard. I mean he could he, he's yeah. pretty good you know so it's like you can make it work with him, but he's not he's not a natural point guard so that makes it pretty hard. Um, but you know you put him there and then Brian oh. Hess, yeah, um, shooting guard, they've been just rolling, <laughs> just rolling yeah. every team I mean, they it's just Brian been... has
1: said shooting guard, has blocked seven shots so far during the tournament. I mean, he's just a monster. He loves going up against shooters.
0: He's He definitely yeah, seems crazy. like he's at home here. Look at all those steals, too. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, a this very guy. Very defensive team. And then, you know, you get the tough game against Huntington Beach, and they win by five. So, I mean, that <laughs> both those teams were, like, as hot as they could come. Um, but you know Waterloo pulls it out. They're just they—they just seem like the best team in DTL right now. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at what they did in the regular season. All three teams they beat were undefeated, except for the game they played against Waterloo. Everyone's two and one with Waterloo being the blemish on their schedule. Um, they, they, we saw Waterloo like come of age last year, right? It was they—they they were coming off PTT and RTT yeah. runs, and suddenly last season they just figured it out, put it together with that freshman class of. Jared yeah. Ingram and Lucas Cruz and now oh, they're, they're
0: just, they <laughs> so became good. instant monsters with that class. So good. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like when you lose, when you lose a game, like they lost in the PT PNTT final last year, it just drives you, you know, that's all you can <laughs> yeah. think about. You All you can think about is Cody Peters hitting <laughs> right. the game winner uh as time expires. Like you can't, <laughs> like, it just drives you, you know, and, uh, yeah So I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I don't I don't think Clearwater's going to have much of a chance. They've already played them once. Um, they beat Clearwater by 11. I don't I think they're going to struggle again. I mean I think they're going to get it done again. I, I agree.
1: I, I think uh, I think Waterloo looks amazing. I think Clearwater was kind of the giant killer last year, but now we're going to see who the real giant is, right?
0: Yeah. So let's look at this uh, Frankfurt Pittsburgh matchup. Or, no, it's, it's sorry. Frankfurt, Rockford. Rockford,
1: yeah, I think we th- expect yeah. Rockford No, to
0: Frankfurt, come. we expect, like, we expected them coming into the season to be one of the elites, and they've struggled. They've struggled a little bit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't done what we really thought they would, but, you know, they're here, and they just beat a great Pittsburgh team, a great Pittsburgh team. And now they go up against the defending NTT champs, um, That. PNT champs, but the defending NCT champs, Um, and you know, uh, I mean, I would say Rockford's definitely more top heavy with their scoring, at least having their those that three headed monster. Uh, But Frankfurt's by far more balanced. And um, what do you see in this matchup?
1: So I think Rockford wins, but Frankfurt has got to be my second favorite team out there. and, and there's two reasons. Number one, they brought in a hot freshman who can do anything, and that's Raymond Bowens. He's mm-hmm. playing shooting guard right now. But he's so good. Six, he's six, seven, so he, he almost looks like he can play any position he wants to, really. Um, mm-hmm. and, he's dominant. and And what, what strikes me with Frankfurt, uh, I remember last season when I was covering a lot of the games and kind of watching every single PNTT game, Eric Leatherman, who was a freshman at the time, he's, he's now their sophomore point guard. Eric Leatherman makes so many plays. Every time I had to break down a close game at the end or who put up 15 assists or a bunch of steals, Leatherman's name kept coming. I, his name came up four times, and I wasn't even trying to focus on their team. So um, Eric yeah. Leatherman is a real player, even though he's only eight points a game this season. Part of that is because Bow- Bowens comes in to take over the offense. But uh, those two cars are really good. I just don't know if they can actually stop Rockford's, like, momentum after yeah.
0: winning the real NTT. It's I don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've lost too many games, and they've lost my trust. You know, like, yeah, I went into the season trusting them. And, yeah, obviously, they have a tough schedule. Like, they played some really good teams. Like, oh, you know, no you... doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. I but, just, you
1: know. I, I just looked at their actual schedule. They played Rockford in Game Five of the t n t t Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it ugly. Didn't turn
1: out well. No, it did. So I guess there's your answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hundred
1: to right. sixty-eight. Oh man. So
0: that would set up a dream for a oh, semifinal yeah. matchup in Rockford and Waterloo. That tells I tickets, mean, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that's that's as good as it that's that's about as good as it gets. Um, I mean we've talked about both these teams. They both look incredible. Um, I mean, you get to see Brian Hess going up against Caden Keys, Jonathan Jonathan Brown um, Jonathan Brown going up uh, against Jared uh, Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, Jared Ingram. I mean <laughs> this is this is what you this is what you hope for, you okay. know. Um, what do you see in this matchup? So
1: the kind of differences come between Waterloo being a little more experienced and powerful in the post. That's Lucas Cruz, who was actually a huge player in the PNTT final last year. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the other side, Rockford has the elite point guard, Darian Alfred. Uh, nothing yeah. against Waterloo's point guard, but I think that's a matchup that they lose in a head-to-head. So, oh, yeah. Does, does the big guys, Cruz and Burdett, dominate too much or do – does the Alfred Keys perimeter play come? Kind of I guess that means that that matters if you're making shots. If you make the shots, there's no rebounds. So there's no interior play, anyways. So you just got to see if the shots are falling or not. If, if Rockford's hitting their shots, going for a hundred points a game, like they've been doing, then there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. But if you get a little defensive pressure and slow them down, then Waterloo's the perfect team to to shut down second possessions and, and anything else you might try to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the key to beating Rockford is, you know, attacking attacking the guard positions, or at least that's what Harrisburg strives. Choco on fouls one. on him. Yeah. And Dozier went 12 for 14. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he'll probably never have a night like that again. Yes. Um But, yeah, so we'll see. I think, I think when it comes down to it, I think Waterloo just <laughs> – just is flexing their muscles, and and I I think they're too tough right now. They
1: they have elite interior and exterior plays, So, I, I I boy, I hear you, but I just want to pick Rockford because I think that they lost when Caden Keys shot one for eleven from three point range. That's not
0: going to happen again. I I don't think Rockford will give him a chance. I mean, Brian Huss is gonna he's gonna do his best job to. You to, love to play defense, you're right. So, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's look at the other side of the bracket. Um, so, on the other side, we Start with, got...
1: starts with Nashville, doesn't it?
0: Well, yeah, we're the number <laughs> two seed, but we play the winner of Miami and Huntington Beach. All right. Huntington Beach was just <laughs> so hot, and they, they gave Waterloo a really good fight. Let's um, match up, uh, Jesse.
1: So, each team has a really, like, good look about them. Huntington Beach was undefeated until they came up against the monster that is Waterloo. And they took Waterloo mm-hmm. right down to the final buzzer. It was a five-point loss. They fouled out two of Waterloo's stars. So, Huntington Beach can kind of go toe-to-toe with anything. Miami, yeah. just, Miami just became a force last year. They had been pulling in good recruiting classes all along, but they were always a first-round NTT uh, exit last year they went straight through to the final four just kind of had a buzzsaw season the way they started out and just rolled through some of those games and their best player uh is peter holmes who might be one of the best centers in the league this year he's he's going 23 and 13 with five blocks a game almost right now so Mm -hmm. they have some dominant players um they have the depth to do it and finally they they learned how to win last season so uh, it seems like the coach knows what's going on now. The problem with Miami, though, is they've had one of the softer schedules. Um, they had a it looked like a good schedule going in, but a lot of the teams that they played against ended up bringing against lesser recruiting class. It it's not quite as proven schedule. Um, whereas Huntington Beach really proved themselves by sweeping through the PNTC and, and then playing tough against Waterloo. So I I say it's Huntington Beaches to lose. I I think. From a player perspective, nobody dominates on their roster. They really just kind of switch players around. They play matchup. They, they switch up their defensive strategy, it looks like. Uh, I, I, they, they seem fluid and flexible, and, and I think, I don't know, I just love the way they beat teams that are hard to beat and played well against, teams that are hard to play well against, whereas Miami hasn't really had a signature game except losing by 15 to Blacksburg, was probably the best team they played against this season. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Other than Miami's recent history and how well they did in the NCT last season, that, that plays right now because they haven't shown us anything. I, I, I want to yeah. to Huntington Beach based just on the evidence of how they played so
0: well. Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed by Huntington Beach. I did not expect this out of them, sure. um, you know, uh, but you know they they really just turned it on, you know, and. Um, it's not like anyone on their team has just been outrageous or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're but you know, they they're holding teams to sixty two points a game. Right. Um and, uh thirty nine percent shooting. Uh or at least that's in the regular regular season combined uh yeah, still thirty nine sixty three points a game. So it's like yeah. man <laughs> they their defense, you know they, they had a game. Um, oh, sorry. Maybe I shouldn't mention this. Uh, we held you guys to
1: thirty nine points. Hush, hush, man. We don't talk about that anymore. But yeah, they they squashed us, uh, and and the way they did it, they completely shut down our our shooters. We have a we have a freshman shooting guard. Who, who was a hot shot coming in, Alec Gibbs, and he went four mm-hmm. for 21. I mean, what am I yeah. what else was he supposed to do? He just, they were just, crazy.
0: yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the PNTT. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, this is, I mean, I, you love it when teams play different strategies. Now, stopping Peter Holmes is going to be a completely different monster. Like, that's, that's a hard. That's a hard thing for anybody to do. How about I mean, a from geez. a
1: 116, 157 ranked class. You think that guy's ready?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and so Peter Holmes is. I mean, Peter Holmes might win PNTT Player of the Year. Right. He's in the running right. for sure. Um, we haven't made those decisions yet. <laughs> uh, it's based on a very complicated formula. We got to ship it in from Sweden so i won't I won't give him too much, but he i mean he has the numbers to back that up uh man i don't know, I don't know if they can stop him, but I think i'm gonna go i think I'm gonna go with huntington too i think right, yeah, like
1: there's no small yeah. points in huntington, but they just
0: win, yeah, so we'll see all right let's uh move on to the um three fourteen matchup we have. Flagstaff, 6-0 and um, against 5-1 and Ocala, who um, came on really strong from that bottom group. What do, you, what do you see in this matchup?
1: So, the bottom group always gets a seat in here, and that's, this is where you get to prove yourself. You know, you, you didn't have a good yeah. season last year, but, hey, here's your chance to play with the big boys. So, that's what we, we are offering to Ocala right now, they have an elite like and, Isaiah Moses. Yeah. Coming out. So but is Isaiah Moses enough
0: to win a game? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Isaiah Moses was built for this moment, you know. Like this is why this is why you you come to Ocala because you think you can make that impact on a big stage, you know. Um and what bigger stage is it than going up against an undefeated Flagstaff team the number three seed um what do you think what do you see in this Flagstaff team
1: so it's kind of the same conversation we've had with Huntington Beach there's no stars they don't do any one thing amazingly well you know they're plus two on rebounds minus four on turnovers these are good things um probably a defensive team primarily except you know, the strength of schedule isn't there, so it's hard to say whether they have amazing defense or if they've just sort of been taking care of some teams that are ranked in the hundreds. Um, Last year, they had a number 103 ranked schedule in the the league, and they gave up 50% total shooting. Again, fairly low, but it's not like they're elite defenders, and I really don't think they can stop by being
0: able uh, if he scores thirty-five, that might be enough to win. Yeah, so neither played tough schedules. Let's get that out of the way. I mean, obviously, Ocala did not play a tough schedule. They they were in they were in the bottom group, okay. you know. Um, but Flagstaff, you look at their schedule, and it's like, I guess there's Blacksburg, you know. Sure. Uh, which, which it's like Blacksburg's kind of an interesting team too that you don't really know how to, to take. You know, um, but but it's like, you know, all you can do is win the games on your schedule. And that's what they've done. You know, I think Jonathan Hibbler, um, he it's not like he shot incredibly. But um, well, I guess he did in the exhibitions and then cooled off a little bit in the regular season games. But he's probably their best player, I guess. Um, I like I mean. Yeah. And then, you know, other than that, you know, it's you got a bunch of players that they seem to work well together, um, but you know, it's hard to really trust this team even still, even though they beat tough teams like Blacksburg and Lansing. So, so yeah, this should be an interesting matchup. Can they slow down Isaiah Moses? I don't know. I don't know, and this is going to be a close one. This can be a really close one in my opinion. Um I'm I'm going go with the upset. Let's yeah, go, Ocala. You're, you're you are know? with me then?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think this is a great chance for a team like Ocala to just sort of make their name. And I think yeah. Moses is the kind of guy who can who can do that, you know, pull the leadership role in that situation.
0: All right, this next one's going to be fun. We got Rochester and Erie the interconference matchup. <laughs> um it's always fun cuz it's like, you know, you get you get a little exciting. You get an interconference matchup you didn't expect. This is the only way this would ever happen is if it's in the playoffs, and then it's like you get to make adjustments when you play the second time potentially. But um, you got Rochester. They won their group five and one. Their only loss was to a really solid Nashville team uh, in overtime. So that's they got that going for them. Uh, and then. Maybe Plainview, maybe Honolulu, who had a little bit of a down season, but still good, you know. And when you look at when you look at Rochester, you gotta look at guys like um, Raymond, yes, Glover Raymond Glover and Kenan Venning. <laughs> like those guys are just really solid offensively and defensively. Um, Erie. It's Michael Bertini. I mean, but it's their front court, really. Their front court is who's really good, and their back court—they just play really good defense. So, um, that's uh, that's what that is. Uh, wait, I'm excited for the Glover Bertini matchup. How about you?
1: Yeah. So, so Gary uh, is huge. They stuff the ball down low. They get—they only make two three pointers a game, so they don't care anything about playing the outside. They really just pound it into the paint. 19 free throws a game uh, during the regular season this year, but last year they were right up around the same number. They they're actually 18.5 free throw attempts a game last year, so they really cram it in there, and make the referees. Yeah, um, respect their style of play. I, I don't think Rochester has the inside play to handle that. They got two freshmen starting in the paint this year. It wasn't like if it was a top ten freshman class for those two guys. I I second guess that, but I it wasn't. And and if you look at last year, um, Erie handled Rochester in both games mm-hmm. last year. The rosters haven't really turned over that much, especially not in Rochester's favor. So I'm calling Erie on this one. Uh, as much as I like Jimmy as a coach, I I, I think he's I think Erie has his number right now. He needs to really recruit to turn that uh
0: turn that story around. I mean Erie lost that last matchup. Um who they play in the last matchup. It was again? Miami. Sorry. Miami, yeah. Tough, tough matchup. They lose to Miami. Home. And, yeah. And I mean they were in they were in position, pole position to get that number two seed. Now they would have had to beat Miami by quite a bit since uh the point differential and we we beat um, Harrisburg by twenty, I think. So, uh, but you know, man, yeah, I think Erie just has their number. They beat they beat Rochester last year both times, and you know, I think Rochester's going to struggle. But you know, we'll see. This this team's a solid team for sure in Rochester. Um, so, I guess we're we're in step there. So let's look. Let's move forward to the quarterfinals. We're going to have – we both picked Nashville and uh, Huntington Beach. What do you see in this matchup?
1: Uh, So I like you guys here. Huntington Beach, they share the ball. They play well together. But that doesn't win games against Richard Sanders and River Smith. So I I don't know what – there's only so much you can do with teamwork. Um, I think seeing it right yeah. now with him trying to handle LeBron James and AD, um, you just can't. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sanders has been incredible. I mean, River Smith has been. I mean, he might win the Player of the Year sure. too. Like in the tournament, he. <laughs> Like, he just shot incredible. I think 60%, close to, was it over 60% combined? So, man, he's 67,
1: uh, well, oh yeah, for a field goal percentage, his, his total shooting is 67% combined for the six games.
0: I mean, that's incredible. 1.7 1.7 7 blocks. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's playing on another right. level, um, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just one player, but man, he's just, I've been really impressed by him.
1: Um, and Wilmot's probably under the most pressure for your team because they like to
0: score at uh, at shooting guard, starter and backup. Yeah. But. Wilmot's done okay there. Um, it's tough, you know. A lot of teams like to shoot at, score at shooting guard. We ended yeah. up – we tried River there a few times, and he's good there, but he just gets in a little more foul trouble at shooting guard, and I, I didn't trust that, I guess. Um, so eerie, that would right? leave us – with a crazy, a great matchup in Erie versus Nashville for the, uh, wait, is that right? No, uh, we got, sorry, first we got Erie versus uh, Ocala. Ocala. Um,
1: I I like how you presume that, because I think we're heading in the same direction, but let's talk about the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Erie and Ocala, I mean, Isaiah Moses is going to have to play out of his mind if they want a chance. And you know what? He could. And if he gets them in foul trouble, I think that. Um, I think they're gonna have a. I mean, you get Bertini in foul trouble, and Erie's in trouble. Um, so I, I'd agree
1: with that because they rely on him so much. But part of the reason they rely on him is he's a really good defensive player. He was a shot blocker in high school, and he's mm-hmm. as a freshman, one point four steals, one point four blocks, playing small forward. He's doing a little better than that now, and that's up against premier competition with the So. Yeah. He's a defensive player now. You're right. you got to wait to see how the how the rest flow their way. Yeah. It, just as much as Isaiah Moses is built for the big stage, it looks like Michael Bacchini are the kind of guys who are built to stop Isaiah Moses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it should be. It will be interesting. Um, I mean, I think that's their only chance, you know. Uh, get Lavera and get um, Moses and get him downhill, draw him fouls, if they do that, you know O'Cala's got a chance. Um, but if they if they can't if they can't do that, you know, I think Yuri wins it pretty easily.
1: Yeah, this is it so so one thing that Okala hasn't done this year in the CNCT, Veratina doesn't like to shoot the three, but they haven't been drawing fouls very well the last couple games. Mm. And that that is what they need. You're right. They need to be going downhill, they need to get to the close the um, and they haven't been doing it, so I'm looking forward to that being part of their game plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, and I mean, you know, subpar staff. He called us out. You know, he <laughs> he said two two out of three gave Ocala no chance. Um, I won't. I don't want to, to my too, horn too much, but I think I was the only one that. Maybe I'm not. I I, I, I know I liked Ocala, sure. so we'll see. <laughs> um. But, yeah, that would set up a great matchup, Erie and Nashville. Um, you know, and you you got to love that matchup of River versus Bertini. Yes. Um, we did play each other in a game last year, the last game of the year. Uh, I, I think I forgot to switch River to small forward because we sure. lost a couple of rounds before. And so we didn't get to see that one-on-one matchup. But, you know, if River gets in foul trouble, we're in trouble, I think, for sure. <laughs> um I mean, they they just seem like eerily similar players that two brute forces going head to head against each other, trying to stop each other. Um, so I'm excited. What do you what do you think of this matchup?
1: You know, it's going to come down to the team around him this time. Um I'm mm-hmm. uh, Ed Arnold, is the center in Erie, and he's had a really, really, really hot uh, PNTT. He's at yeah twenty-three points a game over the last. You know, he was only fifteen points a game last season, but he's up to twenty this season. Um, mm-hmm. but has he played at the Mont you know, Yeah, the best in Gregs down low. You really have a beast presence. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think yeah. Erie gets to do what they're used to doing when they play against Nashville. They like to push the pace and get the big guys the ball. And, and your team is kind of designed with eleven blocks a game right now. Oh, mm. you guys really kind of shut that down. I, I, I think style of play at a really good advantage here because you're used to shutting down big scores.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be tough. We haven't faced a uh, team. I mean, there. How many teams are there? Like. Like Yuri, where they have just so much talent in the front court. And they can you share yeah, the back. There's, there's around. almost no one. And it's like their backcourts are great. Just great. Amazing. Hey, we're going home, buddy. Okay. Yep. We're going home, okay? Just wait. Just be a little patient. We're almost there.
1: Okay. <laughs> So I I was convinced about Nashville when I saw your game against Clearwater, when you went basically a 30-point win against Clearwater. That that told me what I needed to know about Nashville. I know a couple of the other teams haven't been – up to snuff when you beat them you know six and out and a couple of teams are subpar this year but when you beat clearwater by 30 that tells me what i need to know about everybody. both and shut down 30 meters and with uh, you know really keeping control of the game like plus rebounds plus turnovers plus shooting basically every aspect of the game you guys are selling so that's when i decided what i what i think about that and i don't think they have a problem
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I like us too. I mean, this is probably my favorite team. I mean, this is the best, most talented team I think I've ever had. Sure. Um, like we've played some really tough teams, and you know, um, and even in scrimmages, and you know, sure. we've done well. Like so, I'm I'm encouraged. I think <laughs> it's like, man, I don't want to blow it. Three straight Sweet Sixteens.
1: Uh, I mean, your team has gelled. I mean, you, you have a you have a veritable franchise going right now.
0: Yeah. So, um, that would set up a fun matchup. That would set up, uh, that would set up Nashville and uh, Waterloo, or for you, it'd be Rockford. Um, yeah, what do you think of that matchup? Yeah, that would leave us with great matchups. So for you, you have uh, Nashville and Rockford. What do you see in this matchup?
1: Well, see, I hate predicting things when we get down to this level. This is when you put two elite teams up against. You to get each other, i just like to sit back and watch at this point. Yeah. I mean, they're both you're, – you're both accomplished teams, even if it is Waterloo in this position. Every player deserves their player their position on the floor. And, you know, if I'm looking at Rockford, sure, their center only scores three points per game. That's a keel Thorpe. But he also gets nine rebounds, six assists, two steals and three blocks a game. So every player that's yeah. on the court for any of these potential finals matchups. They're all elite-caliber players. I, I can't bring up to say someone's going to slap and lose the game for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to play well, and it's going to be a great swap. Uh Your senior class is up to snuff with Rockford seniors. I mean, you just get Sanders and Smith, and they get the three-headed beast, but... Uh, I think any one of these games is going to be within five points at the end and it's going to look amazing. Uh, I'd love to watch them. I, I, I do think if Waterloo makes it, I think Lucas Cruz is kind of an X factor more than any other mm-hmm. player, um, you know, because everybody's hot at the guards and at small four. You're all amazing with all three of these teams. So Lucas yeah. Cruz might be the, the, the X factor out of all these teams. Other than yeah. that, I can't really I can't drive a wedge between any of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's good. I mean, I would. I mean, the Rockford matchup would be so fun, right? Um, because you know they have the number two, they have the number one overall senior class. We have the number two, two two and one one. So it's like we, and and you know, and you're both ninety point per game
1: teams too. So we know it's going to be lightning and fire. Yeah, they
0: they we saw each other. They saw each other on the AAU court back in high school, and you know like the magazines and the in the rankings they they pick their players over ours and you know ours fell a little slighted you know uh but you know that's how it goes sometimes you know um so we'd love that matchup man it just i think yeah it'd be fun it'd be fun so we actually scrimmaged both these teams um you
1: tell me about how that went though
0: we split both of them. <laughs> so, oh, so you played two against each? Yeah, we played two against each, and in both of them we split. We split against Rockford, and we split against uh, Waterloo. So <laughs> that's a like, great five. Yeah, so yeah, either one would be really fun. I think Waterloo's just really talented. I mean, they scare me for sure. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> i'd like to pick us you know i i'm gonna pick us i really do and i'll take i'll take the field against nashville then we'll we'll end up that's right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i i really believe in my guys and we've wanted this we've wanted a pntt um championship trophy at, at home right yeah we i'd love to keep the trophy at home you know um and it's just been a really fun season so i mean i feel pretty good if uh river and sanders can keep getting to the line at six times a game that would that would make me happy so (laughs) i guess we'll see yeah so um yeah that's that's it for it hopefully you guys enjoyed this little breakdown um we had to record like five different times to (laughs) kids and stuff but that's right
1: because it's going to be a stop and go tournament with exhibitions too who knows yeah it it could play out in 10 minutes and it could play out in 10 days so
0: yeah so we shall see well good luck to everybody um thanks for joining we'll be back in your ears we might do another breakdown as we get closer i love doing the more in-depth ones as we get down to the nitty-gritty so hey hey, we should
1: do another play-by-play on the final that that was outstanding fun i think you'd enjoy that too
0: yeah that would be fun um if if we can get the coaches to agree on it um we'll definitely try all right so well thank you so much coach uh have a good one okay thanks for having me Alright, talk to you guys later.